Well, I got the. There it is. What's up, everybody? I'm Germ. I'm Beans. And we're the International Scouts for the Beard Rebellion, the Beard Club, and this is the Rebellious Podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. On tonight's episode, we're having a little bit of a military issue with Raimi the Red. We've got Nikki from the Babes, and we also got Don from um, Ohio. What's up, folks? Not a whole hey, lot. Hey. How you doing? It's awesome. Thanks for y'all joining us tonight. Yeah. Especially you, Don. Thanks for the short notice, brother. I'm glad we could hop you on there last minute, brother. Appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Glad I've seen it in time. Thank yeah, you. All right. So, yeah, we have a lot of vets in the club, and it's always something that we wanted to kind of highlight and talk about as much as possible. Um, thought about doing it on Friday, Red Friday, but that didn't work. But um, so we have both Ramy and Don from uh, the Army, and Nikki was in the Air Force, correct? Yeah. Right on. So anybody want to talk about how long they served and where and, you know, anything you want to talk about, I'd like to hear it. I got so, a, I got a son in the Army right now. Just talked to him uh, right before this. But, uh, yeah. Okay, I'll start. Um, I joined the Air right, Force when yeah. I was 17. Um, I, I'm actually Air Force Reserve. I was active duty within the Air Force Reserve. Um, I was in for approximately eight years. Um, I got my career from the Air Force. I was a cardiopulmonary tech, 4H051, what, what, and I became a respiratory therapist, and here I am. Nice. So she, she's able to watch you breathe and, and know that you're a chronic smoker. Oh, I make you breathe. I don't watch <laughs> you breathe. Whoa. Hey, oh, wait. <laughs> Yeah. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. <laughs> take you up, take you up in the airplanes, and watch you breathe, and make you breathe, all that weird shit. Mm-hmm. You ever do that? Did you ever go up in the airplanes and and I, do like? I did. I was in the transport team for a hot minute. We went up in the C seventeen. I don't. know, It's been a hot minute. But yeah, I ran ran the ventilators and stuff like that. Basically, made a giant ICU up in the sky. Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. People die. You just kick them out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're get off my plane. Yeah. Get out of my plane. Breathe my air, or you are going flying. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever do any uh, parachuting or skydiving at all? Does that involve? I didn't know if that was like a typical thing that they make you scared at least once or something, you know, like, um, if, if you want, I, I mean, think we you could spe- kicked the army out of the plane. <laughs> yeah. You could specialize in it. You know, you could go, you could go and be, a uh, what is it? There's green Beret, uh, the airborne rangers, Beret, airborne rangers yeah. with the maroon Beret, you know, Fort Bragg is where they go do all that. Um, but it's a specialized training. You got to request it. You got to go through the hoops to do it. I mean, lots of guys that I went to. What? Huh? Lots of guys that I. Uh, lots of guys that. Lots of guys that I uh, basically went to training and stuff with. You know, they they got pretty big bonuses for signing up to to do the old airborne ranger thing. So right after, right after we get done with our MOS, you know, they would come over to Fort Lewis and do their, uh, do their ranger school and then do Fort Bragg after that. So they could <laughs> jump out of planes. I'm like, dude, that sounds sweet. Yeah. yeah. You know, 50 K bonuses for doing that. I'm sure nowadays it's a little bit more, but I had, I had lots of friends go and do the Fort Bragg thing after uh, we got done to Fort Gordon in Georgia. They went there and did jump school. And uh, I guess a lot of them liked it, but jumping out of perfectly good planes is not for me. I, I joined the <laughs> Army because... Fort Bragg. Yeah, I, I joined the Army because I just wanted to keep my, my feet on the ground, you know. I didn't want to be a Marine and have to learn how to drown and then swim. It's not my thing. I didn't want to be in the Navy with a bunch of dudes on a submarine keeping warm. Uh, 
and I didn't want to be in the chair force because, you know, they're a little chair too spoiled. Force. Yeah. They're spoiled, dude. They have air-conditioned, like, weight rooms and stuff. Want to hear a funny back. story? Sure. Let's hear it. When, um, when I was in training, we had... Uh, we were at uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, and everybody trained down there for medical. And <laughs> our barracks flooded, so they stuck us with the army, and we got hazardous duty pay. <laughs> I believe it. You know, it's awesome. Army I guys, believe it. Yeah, <laughs> us army guys, we have. You know, sorry, boys. Going, going through. Not that going sorry, through, We have low standards. Yeah, no, seriously, low standards, low IQ, you know, or just low man on the totem pole, you know. Uh, but our barracks, our barracks is that, like, I went to, I went to uh, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, and those barracks were basically made in the 1940s, 1930s, you know, during World War II, and everything, all the layout and everything is the same, right? I mean, they still have asbestos in the buildings. They have lead. They have all that stuff. So it's like, you know, I should have got hazard pay being there, but no, you know, I, instead they 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 give us uh, all of our immunizations, and you know, some are probably <laughs> get your tennis shots. Live there. Yeah, exactly. They make you. Corona ain't got shit on you, do they? <laughs> uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, no, it's, it's, it, was a, it was definitely an experience. Um, is there a lot of... Okay, so in the military, is there like a lot of old stuff? So you say you stayed in old places that run down or whatever, like... Oh, yeah. I mean, besides weapons and stuff, I guess everything else, like where you stay, the forts and stuff like that are probably just old and... Mm-hmm. Same ones used for a long time, huh? Nothing's updated and pretty. Uh, um, so it, it, I was gonna say it really depends on what kind of unit station there too. Like the right. more like the infantry, they get more of the newer stuff than like all the other places do. So it depends on who's there or not. Yeah. So like when I went through when I went through training and stuff, you know, I went basic training. You know, is all pretty much the same all the all the the main places where where you go to basic training were all built and designed back in like the early 1900s so all basic layout i mean i hear fort jackson has has newer stuff but at fort leonard wood it's it's the old brick buildings the barracks you know it's three stories four stories tall um you know, hallways that you would see in military style room. Like a dorm? Like a dorm, a dorm room. room. All yeah. the way all the way down. You can walk down the whole entire length of the building. Yep. You know, yeah. rooms on each side. Um, drill sergeants, uh, you know, room is like right in the middle. So their desk and everything is like right in the middle. So they, they monitor you. But no doors. Like in my... In my basic training, there were no doors, so it's just you can walk in, walk out. Basically, had a locker bed. You had to make your bed every day, organize everything, and it's yeah, it was. And then w- once you get through basic training, and you go to your your M- MOS school. You know, I went to Fort Gordon, which is Signal. I, I was I was a commo guy, and uh, basically they were building new barracks like for for the members so like uh i basically was in trailer city is what they called it it was like it was like okay it's like one of those big trailer things that you can rent from like you know wherever but it housed it housed basically 150 of us okay so so it was just like a big open bay with bunk beds all the way around. <laughs> so it was freaking crazy. Yeah. It's uh, no privacy, zero privacy. Was that and that was all over in the Washington area? Did you, did you stay mostly over there or no, I was in I was in Georgia. Georgia, okay. I don't know where I don't know where some of these ports are, so Oh, they're everywhere. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. There's one in your backyard and you don't even know it. I make a blanket for it all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or Don, where were you at? Um, I actually went to Gordon, too, for training in uh, 2006. But then I was in Texas, Arizona, and Hawaii. Yeah. Arizona, you, Hawaii, Hawaii, then Texas. <laughs> what was your what was your MOS? I was combo too. Uh, um, information system specialist. Twenty five uniform. Bravo. Ah, I was a uniform. Bravo. Yeah, Bravo for you. Yeah. So we kind of. <laughs> I definitely didn't follow that career path though. That's for sure. No, dude. That career path is for uh, you know computer people that are just wanting to type their life away it's not my type of thing i met a lot of cool no, people there though um what was that what was that track that they had right in the middle of fort gordon is uh it, it's a freaking that big one yeah it's, it's the big the big track that's like right in the middle of fort gordon dude it's like i used to remember the name barnes barnsfield is it barnsfield something like that Barton Field or some, some weird. I don't remember. That sounds right, but that was 14 years ago, so I have no idea anymore. Yeah, dude, it, that place is still, you know, Augusta. It's in Augusta, Georgia. So, uh, you know where they where they hold the uh, uh, what's that golf tournament that they do? Um, the Masters. Yeah, they do the Masters in Augusta, Georgia. Yeah. Hey, you knew that one. Good for you, bud. It's sports. Of course I know it. Did military branches share the same base? Like, what will you have? Oh, Oh, buddy, of course. Yeah? Yeah, Marines share the bases. Army people. uh, There really isn't any Air Force on, like, many Army bases because they're kind of, like... Up here, Joint Voice, Lewis McCord. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Any any other yeah. place where there's like where there's infantry and stuff, I'll put it like this, dude. Infantry, like guys, like it's it's a it's a brotherhood, you know, it's it's uh you know, a dog eat dog type of world out there and you know, there's lots of inappropriate conversations about females in the military. You know, especially when it comes to Air Force females, dude. Yeah, you don't want you don't want those dudes anywhere near Air Force personnel because it's just somebody's gonna catch an EO case. It's gonna be bad. Well, a lot of times what you'll have is other branches that are training on other branches' bases. So, like a lot of medical was done on a lot of training on Air Force bases, um, and vice versa. The smart ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, the ASVAB to be in the Air Force. Sorry, I have, got a high ASVAB. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, you have to score high on an ASVAB to, to do certain jobs. Like in the in the Army, you have to have certain score. In the military or in the Marines, you basically have to sign your name. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much gets you in there. But uh, Air, Air Force, you. Uh, you know, you got to be a bright light bulb. You can't be like us, us like Edison, dull ones. I tried to sign up. They told me I was too fat. They actually, they actually uh, do weight uh, restrictions. Yeah. Like they, they put you in fat camp if they really wanted you. No, so. but plus I have a rod in my foot. They told me I couldn't do, couldn't do it because of the rod. And they said, "Well, you're you're overweight, so we don't want you." I was like, "All right, sounds good." Yeah. No it never, never crossed my mind to join the military. I just don't. I respect the shit out of it and you guys and thank you and everything. It's just not just nothing for me. I don't think. Yeah. It takes, you know, I think I don't know what the statistics are. I think it's like 3% of the American population joins the military or, or maybe it might be 1%. Um, but, you know, it's a uh, it's a different lifestyle. It takes a lot of getting used to. You know, you get, you get, it's like, to describe it, it's like you get retaught how to do things. You get retaught to do things with a purpose and 
try not to mess up. So however you made your bed in the morning prior to going in the military, well, guess what? Now there's a standard for you to make your bed. That way everything looks the same. Uh, and it goes with parking vehicles. It goes with dressing yourself in the morning. It goes with eating. It goes with marching. It goes with walking. It goes with everything. So every little aspect that we take for granted in our everyday lives, you know, these guys change it so you can't tell one from from another. You know, they they want you to move a certain type of way, um, and that's just that's just like stateside stuff. So when it comes to like uh, tactical movements and shooting and and doing the buddy system and shooting and and stuff like that, it's uh, you know, you very, very much want to be in tune with the people that you're working with. You know, that's why you have these tight-knit groups and, like, uh, you know, SEAL Team 6, you know, Delta Force, you know, all these elite groups. These guys have worked together for long periods of time, and they don't really just take on a new guy, you know. I mean, they do, but they have to be through shitloads of training and be the top of their class before they're accepted, so... Is it true though when you throw a do they make you drop a quarter on your bed to see if it's freaking made right? I've seen that shit. I've heard that shit. I don't know. Somebody told me that before. I was like, what? They did that to the Air Force. I never. Well, because they did with the Air Force. They they really honed in on paying attention to detail. So if the corners on your bed weren't quite right, if the way you folded your shirts in your drawer weren't quite right, you were going to do it over and over again. Oh yeah, and it was going to piss you off, but there was a purpose for it. It's to pay attention yeah. to detail because sometimes those details can mean your life. Yeah, exactly. So, so the the might the the little things when it comes to making your bed and folding your clothes and lining out your gear the way it it gets your brain into thinking, you know, the same thing in a, a uh, combat situation. So. It, it gets you thinking on a different level, you know, they want you to, you know, all those little details that you pay attention to, making your bed with the 45 degree corners, you know, making it six inches and then the pillow directly in the middle, you know, all that good stuff. Well, they want you to, you know, take that same type of mindset to the field when you're in a combat situation. Notice your surroundings, notice, you know, Make sure your your weapons loaded. You know all that good stuff. You do your PCCs, pre combat checks, and pre combat inspections, all that shit. So it's it's uh, I don't know. It's it's a different way of thinking, and it, it it takes literally, you know, drilling it in your head over and over and over and over again until you finally get it. You know, it's not just a you know a one day thing. You know. They break you down as a human being and build you up again. So it's kind of sweet. Yeah, just like Ryan said, I could use more discipline in my life. But I couldn't imagine taking it to that level. You know, I think, yeah, everybody needs that. And and just all those little things, yeah, make a big difference, man. They can change you. I think there's, like, well, a lot of lessons within that that you can take with you into your civilian life if you don't end up staying in the military forever like like us. Yeah, so like, like for me, for instance, I'm early everywhere I go. If you're not early, you're late. <laughs> right, exactly. 15 minutes early to everything you do. Mm-hmm. That's, well, that's odd because Raymond said you're always late. That's a lie. Shut up, Beans. <laughs> <laughs> that's a damn lie. <laughs> yeah. No, I uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. You've been to my house. Um, so, yeah, with, with military people, I mean, it's just like any other type of job, right? You have the good... You have the good soldiers, the good airmen, the bad airmen, the good Marines, the bad Marines. You're always going to have that, you know, 3% of shitheads, no matter what you do. It's just like in a beard club. You got guys that participate and guys that don't. It's just weird, right? Uh, but it, it's all about finding what what um, makes a person tick to get them motivated. You know, sometimes you would find that those shitheads that were, you know, constantly messing it up for everybody, if you just put them in a leadership position and, and make them see what it's like 
to have to deal with the shitheads themselves, then it changes their whole entire mindset. And then it takes then they can take that to the uh, you know, the real world outside the military afterwards. And then they realize, you know, being in charge is not always easy. It's it's a pain in the ass, especially if you're a platoon sergeant, um, you're you're in the leadership position in the military. It's pretty difficult having to keep track of everything so so when you first started you it's like sign up for so many years right no i mean like what four i mean is there any increments like fours or yeah you could do two four i did six yep i did a six year six year contract it also sometimes depends on the contract you sign Um, so because my, um, well, I did was six. So extensive, it's, it's, they wanted eight years out of me and I couldn't get any less. Yeah. What's up, Don? Don. Don. Are you saying something, Don? Hmm. <laughs> well, technically all the contracts are eight years, but. Um, they take a, off the all your contracts are eight years. So if you do four years active duty, you get to do two years. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 yeah I can hear you. What's up? Are you delayed? I think he's delayed. Delay. He might be on a delay. But all, all the contracts are eight years, and then you can do four years active, and you get like two years reserve and two years inactive reserve. Yep. So. I did the six, but I did. I re-enlisted for three more, so I did nine. So I didn't have to do any reserve time. Yeah, they, they they try to scare you with that shit. You know, they they'd be like, "Oh yeah, you know, like with my contract, I had the goodness. You know, I did six years. I did six years, and then two. I don't years know what's going on here. And then uh, basically, basically, they try to say, "Okay, yeah, you can." You know, you can go active for a year or you can continue your contract for another year or whatever, and it'll take away the inactive uh, part of it. Well, the inactive part of it is like basically if there's any kind of military conflict where they needed people, you'd get automatically recalled before they would enact, before they enact a draft to call all the, you know, all the people that are inactive back because they're already in the system. They already have, you know, everything. Their rank, they know the structure, they know what to do. You know, it's it's a lot easier bringing somebody back on an inactive contract than it is training a whole new soldier because it's like seventy five thousand dollars per soldier to train. So it's it's and then you know any spe- so that's just going through basic training. Just basic training is seventy thousand seventy five thousand dollars. Any training after that is like you know 75,000 75,000 75,000 so 10 10 weeks of basic training is a $75,000 you know bill for the government um if, if you get into it and then specialized training i mean by the end of it if you became like delta force you'd be worth like you know $250,000 soldier you know maybe more it's just crazy it's crazy the cost of it and you know this is feeding feeding them housing them training them you know shooting guns you know all the special equipment that they get to operate fuel you know this is all taxpayer stuff so thank you very much for uh, training me how to do what i do so did you you guys i mean overall enjoy it i mean like like I, I said in the beginning, like I didn't want to get you know too deep into any of this because I know that could be uncomfortable. People and I understand that, you know. Um, but overall, I mean, I don't know. You're you glad you did it and everything. I absolutely am. I have my career because of it. Yeah. But I always knew that it's what I wanted to do. I was a Rossi nerd in high school. So. <laughs> oh what? Didn't see oh, wow. that coming. ROTC? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know what that meant. Sorry. Oh, you don't no, have to. Okay. okay, for those who don't know, JROTC 
junior ROTC is like a program Nerd. in high school where you walk around in your uniform. Hey, oh, I people. was the commander of that piece. I'm proud oh, of that. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they, yeah, I was such a nerd. I'm proud of that nerd. Yeah, they'd walk around the school, my school, I, and wear their little suits. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, because yeah, I graduated um, basic training good. with an E3 while moments, everybody else had an E1. Most of it was good. Tyler's got that killer delay. He does, boy. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's the greatest. I, if, if we were in the military right now, this this wouldn't be happening. We'd be fixing this signal. <laughs> Automatic. You know, we only have audio issues when Raymond's on. You know what I'm saying? I have. That's the only time we ever have audio issues. Ever. 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 <laughs> so, you you enjoyed ROTC? Now, do you get any sort of like extra credit for that yeah so when i graduated basic training i enlisted as a e3 ranking whereas anybody else that joins off the street is e1 okay so a little bit higher pay not that it really means anything it's not like i can tell anybody what to do but what did you finish it huh what did you finish it uh i was in uh airman first class e4 so still nothing important but you know it was enough to pay the bills yeah, enough to pay the bills. That's what I finished. At. I finished at E4. Uh, I was. They wanted me to re-enlist for another two years to get my promotion to sergeant, but I was like, no, dude, I'm I'm done. I put it. I gave it to my kids. You know, I was like, hey, do you want me to? You want me to continue to do this or what? And my daughter was like, you've missed my birthday every year, Dad. Um, so basically. Oh. Uh, I was like, okay, when you put it like that, that, that hurts my little feelers. Right. You know, I don't think I could do this anymore. I mean, I loved it. You know, I love I love being able to uh, get out there with the guys in the field and, you know, do cool shit. Um, it was fun. I mean, it, it is definitely a brotherhood. It's definitely a one-of-kind, you know, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. You know, I believe that we should be like Israel and these other countries where they do mandatory, um, mandatory military before you become an adult. I think it's, uh, you know, 18, you should serve at least two to four years in the, in the military, because not only does it give you structure, it gives you a sense of history of, uh, where we come from as a nation. And, uh, you know, it gives you a sense of pride and patriotism, you know, it's the, you know, you can see where we're at today with with our current events, you know, and if you imagine if everybody been through the military and put through the ringer like most of us, you know, we wouldn't have nearly as much as the problems we have. Kind of forces because, you to grow up, too. Yeah, it, it forces you to respect one another, too. Yeah, my son definitely needed it. I knew, I knew the Army could give him what he, what he needs, you know, like... Just a little bit better guaranteed future, I guess you could say, you know, and and just everything about it, yeah. So I'm proud of him. He's over in Arizona, so so traveling. I mean, that's got that's got to be pretty sweet. Um, mentioned Texas, Hawaii, where else? Uh, Georgia, yeah. anywhere else? Um. I've I've been a few different places. I've uh, been to Georgia, Mississippi, or not Mississippi, Missouri, Texas, um, Oregon, Washington, California. You know, I've been a little here, there, everywhere. Get to doing work, like military work. So it was pretty sweet. Let me get this. Oh man. Oh, someone asked a question if ROTC helped. I saw that somewhere. Um, I just wanted to make note if somebody like has a kid in ROTC, that if they wanted to encourage them, they should. Um, it helped in that I already knew how to march. Um, it helped that I already knew how to make my bed. It helped that I already knew what the standards of the uniform were. However, if somebody were wanting to do ROTC and then go in, don't let them know that you were an ROTC because they will railroad your ass. <laughs> yeah, they totally uh, will. Dude. I got it. I got it hard. Well, I got it hard. Oh. 
because somebody had like emailed my drill sergeant. I didn't even know this was a thing, but somebody emailed my drill sergeant and let him know. And he was like, well, then you should be an element leader. And just like went hard on my ass. I mean, I needed it. I was a kid, but I wouldn't suggest it to anybody else. I was trying to stay low key, but they, they weren't having yeah. it. That's, that's, that's the thing, dude. The you biggest thing that you can do in basic training low. is to stay fucking low key. Yeah. Stay out of their radar. <laughs> yeah. The moment you fucking fuck up and be a blip on their radar, your life is ruined. <laughs> it's crazy. Using it to their advantage, I can see that. Yeah. Oh, dude. It, it, it's a game to them, dude. It becomes a game. Like, let's see how far we can push this guy today. It's like, then they tell all their buddies because when one goes home, the other has to come and take over for the ship. And it's like a never ending cycle of torment. <laughs> um, yeah. Always people coming and going out of these bases and training and everything like that and stuff, huh? Or is there like seasons of. Um, well, the way they do it is the, they have cycles. Uh, it's, it's called a cycle. Um, Ten-week cycles for basic training. Uh, depending on your MOS, mine was 17 weeks. 17-week uh, cycle. So, um, it's weird because when you when you get to basic training, it, it you know, you fly on a plane, get out of your comfort zone, you go to a place you've never been before, they pick you up on a big bus, you go on the bus ride for like an hour, hour or whatever, in the middle of nowhere, and then you get there, and it's like, usually, I mean, I showed up in the middle of the night, sleep deprived, you know, coming from the West Coast, going over to the, you know, East Coast, and uh, basically showed up in the middle of the night, and it's called like, uh, they call it a shark attack, but it's not really the shark attack. It's like just a form of the shark attack, kind of getting you ready for what's going to happen in the next couple weeks. So what happens is you you get there and you do your intake process. So you're sitting on the bus, drill sergeant comes on, starts yelling at you. You know, get your bags, blah blah blah, line up, and then they march you into this big this big area. And it's it kind of reminded me of like a a Catholic church, the way they have these rows of benches set up. And it's like, you know, five to a bench, six to a bench, whatever. And you go in and you line your stuff up. You dump all your shit out, you know, out of your bags and you go through it. You know, the drill sergeant's sitting there yelling at you. You know, you have your paperwork in your hand, you know, dumping your belongings out, making sure you have no contraband or any kind of weird stuff. And then from there, you know, that's like a two-hour-long process. And then <laughs> basically they they put you to... The bed, you know, they give you a barracks to go sleep in, and then after that, it's just, uh, I don't know. I got, I got partnered up with a dude, you know, uh, you know, you get battle buddies. I don't know what it's called in the Air Force, but we got partnered up with people. There's a, you know, when I first got there, I met a kid with no shoelaces. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was like. Sort of weird, right? We would go to the chow line, and he would be, like, stealing cookies out of the middle of the thing. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, But, you know, come to find out, this kid, you know, we did fire watch where, you know, you have to stay awake for an hour or whatever and then wake the next person up, switch. It's called fire guard. But uh, we had to do it for this kid. We had to do it for this kid that had no shoelaces. I was like, what the hell is wrong with this kid? Well, he was on suicide watch. And uh, he was, they took the shoelaces, take all the objects that he's able to do weird stuff with. And uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting, this kid, dude. Uh, um, the fastest way to get out of basic training is to go through it. You know, it's a 10 week progress, 10 week process. Um, so if you decide you don't want to do it anymore, well, they can keep you there for like a year. 
they can keep you there for a long time. And it's like, it, it's just insane. Like, I, I can't even explain to you how many people I saw quit and then be there after I left for another eight months. Huh. <laughs> yeah, it's just nuts. Uh, a lot of people I know that went, I mean, they came out just better people. You know what I mean? I got two brothers that they weren't doing anything. Not brothers of mine, but uh, but friends. And, uh, yeah, they weren't doing a whole lot. Went to Air Force, and now they're doing great, you know. And It's good. I, I don't know. I'm glad it provides something that, you know, a lot of people need. And, and fighting for the country, you know, that's just unimaginable from my point of view. I don't know. So what made you want to join? Like what 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 just popped in your head to hey I want to join? I can't afford college. There you go. That's a good that's that's probably the best reason. <laughs> One of those that said college or the military. You know, Pretty much. Yeah, I hear that. There, there was there was no other way to get out of the Podunk town I was from. So yeah, huh? which um, really wasn't yeah. Podunk, but yeah, there was no other way to get out. Yeah. So, uh, most reasons for joining the military, you know, there's there's like ten ten major reasons, or I think five good ones. It's uh, you know, college, uh, better yourself. Family tradition. Um, everyone, should, yeah, I agree with that. Um, family tradition. You know, somebody in, you know, basically, a lot of people use the military as a stepping stone. Um, everybody wants to better their lives. Uh, they need structure. It's either military or jail. You know, that's that how couple my buddies was mm-hmm. about four or five. Of yeah. So it's like, you know, everybody goes into it for a different reason. Me, I, I went in because I was bored. I was bored with, I was bored with my life. Um, I was 23 when I joined. I just finished. I just finished going to uh, school, getting my criminal justice degree, and it's like, dude, is this all that I have? You know, I, I was a father of two kids and. I just felt that I needed to do more. Um, and I, I was just really bored with my life at the time. Uh, so I got a wild hair up my ass and went down to the recruiter and was like, dude, I want to go. I, I want out of here. And basically it was like my midlife crisis. Um, you know, I basically, I didn't have a job because I just finished school, so I was able to provide for my family with all that. I remember going through basic, and uh, you have to get haircuts. It's like mandatory haircuts. You know, you have to pay like 20 bucks, and basically they just pick your goddamn head. They just shave your head, and you have to pay them 20 bucks. It's like you have to get it done. I mean, it's like... Uh, I don't know. I felt like it was like stealing money out of my pocket, but you have to get it done. And I remember, you know, my now soon to be ex-wife, she, uh, she was sad. She was sad while I was gone. So she spent like two grand in one day. And, uh, I didn't have enough money to get a haircut that day when we went to the PX. And I was like, what the you know, I was like, what the fuck is going on? So, you know, Sundays was the day we would get our cell phones. So I spent, you know, all day wondering, where's my money? What happened? Yeah, no, she was sad. Spent all my money. She was sad. And, so uh, you know. Everybody had to have the same haircut or certain lengths or. Yeah, no, just like you. You know, bald, 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 bald. Just buzzed and bald. What yeah. about the Air Force or a little bit? In basic training and tech school or AIT, I think what you guys call it, you have to stay buzzed. I mean, obviously not the girls. Um, well, that's and then, girls. Uh, yeah, and then once and then once you get out, then you can have the whatever side crap. Um, I knew some girls that like chopped their hair off before they went 
it's not that serious because air force tech school or air force basic training at that i think it's more now but at that time it was only six weeks i'm like six weeks is not a good enough reason for me to chop it off and be running around here looking like a boy no thank you that's your jam that's cool but not for me yeah that's a little much and it's really not that hard to put your hair up a lot of times what a lot of girls would do they would put it in a bun and they would keep it in there for like days um and they would just like slick it back until like the the ti caught us and he'd be like no you're fucking washing your hair you're nasty but yeah. that's, there's like there's some like ways to getting around certain stuff to make your life a little bit easier until you get caught yeah i remember i remember one person in my basic training they like they came from a rough part of town or whatever from where they're from and when they when they got their head shaved, dude, they had like mold on their head. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? How the hell and do you like get mold this? on your head? Bro, I don't know, but that's part of the reason he was in the military because he was trying to better his life. That's that yeah. shit I don't like. Yeah, moldy head. Moldy. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, yo, oh, bitch, oh. you got some moldy head on there. <laughs> Oh, he got a nickname from that too, didn't he? Uh, I would have gave, uh, gave him one. Uh, he was a fun guy. You know? Remember old Moldy Head? He was a pretty cool guy. Even though he had remember mold on his head. Yeah, remember the old mold head? <laughs> Why don't you wash your dandruff? Oh, wait, that's mold. Uh, my, son, my son said he's learned a whole new sense of like humor and and busting balls and cracking jokes and shit like that. Since he's forgotten. Like he's he's like, man, you know, my uh whoever was in charge, you know, it's funny as hell with the stuff he's coming up with. I'm sure oh I'm sure that's an experience. Somebody yelling um, at him about that. So in my AIT before we would leave in the mornings to go do like uh, our PT, you know, we would wake up like four thirty and have to be out there by five to do uh, our PT. We would sit in a fucking circle in the middle of our barracks and just talk shit to one another, just roast everybody. So like, that's really uh, what y'all did. Y'all just sit in a circle and talked. Oh yeah, we roasted <laughs> people. I bet. Like, we, we would start making fun of like whoever. Like right in the morning, I remember this dude Douglas. I roasted this dude for like forty-five minutes straight, and he, he was so pissed by the end of it. Dude. I was like, "Oh my god, boys and are it's weird." Like, it was like stand-up comedy every day in our barracks, <laughs> uh, like from from going to the sh- you know because we have to do everything together, right? We have to shower together, we have to do everything. So it's like there's nothing off limits to comedy. Like you know, that's why I. That's why I get offended with people that get offended by the shit that I say. It's like, dude, there, there should be no limitations to what can be joked about. I mean, stop being so sensitive. You, you want to fucking get your feelings hurt? Go to the military. You'll get your feelings hurt. You know, it, it's just one of those things. Like you have to experience it. And uh, if you don't have people that make you laugh, you know, your life is going to be miserable. Same way in the Air Force. I mean, does everybody have like drill sergeants like that that are you know like yelling at you, waking you up every morning, like basically yeah, all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't think ours is. I really don't think ours is bad, but I, I really do feel like a lot of people go into it like, oh my god, this is going to be the worst thing ever, and then by the time you're done with it, you're like, well, shit, I could do that again. Yeah. Um, I felt like my experience was. It was like they were trying to make up for the fact that we were in the Air Force, so we had to go, like, extra hard. Um, but, like, maybe by, like, the fourth week, they were done yelling at us. They were like, all right, you know what you're supposed to do, do your shit. That's why, like, it never made any sense to me. Um, like, we kind of touched on the subject for a second. Um, like, shoelace kid, like, people who got suicidal. There was a girl that I literally had to stick my freaking finger down her throat because she, like, downed a bottle of Tylenol. 
because she was getting yelled at for like a week. And I was like, you're just getting yelled at. Like, what? what's the worst they're going to do to you? Make you do push-ups? All they can do is, literally all they can do is yell at you. It's really not that bad. Yeah. God. It's on you to do the physical training that they're telling you to do. Yeah. You, know, you, could, you could stand there all day and all night and get yelled at. You know, they only need to let you get four hours of sleep. And it doesn't need to be consistent. It could be broken sleep. So they could literally wake you up every hour it doesn't need to be a solid four-hour block it could just be whatever so their their techniques of torture is crazy it's it's a mental game for sure so what was the hardest part about it about basic training basically if you if you had to go do it all over again what's one thing that you wouldn't want to do Yeah, I don't Figure know. Out I, think, to... I, I think Figure how to of... fold my shirts better. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, me, for me, I don't know. I'm, I, I think every part of it is a necessity, you know, going through the gas chamber, you know, it's all yeah. part of it. You know, the gas chamber was an experience, dude. I had pe- so you go to breakfast in the morning, you eat, eat a big breakfast. Keep in mind, like, when you go and eat food with 200 people and, you know, you're going through a line to get food, you know, whoever sits down at that table first has, you know, maybe 10 minutes to eat their food. So whoever's done at your table first, you know, they got to... They got to eat slow so the last guy to sit down at that table gets a little bit of food in their system. Because as soon as the first guy that's done at the table is done, everybody's done. So that so the first week or two of adjusting to that stuff ass. <laughs> oh, I forgot but, about that. I'm but so hungry. The uh, yeah, you lose so much weight like right <laughs> off the bat. But uh, the gas chamber was by far my funnest experience because it was like I watched grown ass men you know I'm I was 23 and there, there was people that were older than me there I think the oldest guy that was there was like in his 40s but uh dude they were like crying you know you go in there with your gas mask your mop gear your mop gear is like this thick you know heavy shit you know to prevent you from getting chemical burns and all this stuff and then you have your gas mask the whole whole point of it is to get you to trust your equipment to make sure you know that your equipment works right so you go in there they start burning the cs gas right in the middle of the room the guys in there just like torching it it's all getting smoky you're just like oh shit. and then they come over to you and they start okay you know say your name your rank where you're from and blah 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 your mos uh, okay, no problem. You say it with your mask on, and they're like, "Okay, take your mask off, everybody, take your mask off." <laughs> and you guys are, you guys are locked arms, right? You guys have to link arms together, and the purpose is to keep the guy to the left and right from running out the fucking door. Because if they run out the door, you have to start all over again. So you have to sit there and just like try to take little tiny deep breaths. You're like, <laughs> because the bigger the breath you take the more agitated that stuff is going to make your lungs. So you want to try to take these little tiny breaths the whole entire time when they're asking you your information, where are you from, your social security number, your MOS, date of birth, all that stuff. You're trying to take like little tiny breaths. So you have guys on the left and right trying to run out the door and they're like puking and snotting out of their face. It's just one of the experiences that I will never, ever forget in my life because it was, I, I just thought it was funny. You know, my face is bright red. It burns your skin, like, super bad. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, now you can actually um, go on to the fort's website and see pictures. There's, like, a photographer that goes around and posts pictures all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I was able, didn't have that. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was going to say, a big difference from when you guys were in. But, yeah, so, and then there's, like, um, parents can follow their child through social media 
Yeah, and they, yeah, so they posted pictures. I saw my son in the gas chamber and like climbing stuff, and you, yeah, you it's all totally, there. You should totally send them a care package with a bunch of bad shit, like what? candy and dicks and porn and all sorts of stuff. It, yeah, we talked about that. Before it would be hilarious. Yeah, it never happened. We did talk about it because uh, his recruiter said that same thing too. You know, he's like, man, if you could send them something just messed up. Yeah. You want you want to be remembered in basic training as the guy that had a bunch of fucking cupcakes delivered with like random pornography whatever. Yeah. I sent them stamps. I sent them stamps. Of course oh, you do, you postal man. Hey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stealing from the people. Stealing from the people. I bought them. We don't get a discount or anything. You so. don't get a discount today. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't believe you one bit when you say you don't get a discount. I don't. I don't either. That's crazy. Oh, so, you know, being in the military, you know, it's it's a federal service. We get, you know, I have six years of federal service. So if I wanted to join the post office, you know, I would automatically have six years of service. And I'd only need like 24 to retire. Yep. Shout out to Jim Gaston. Um, he... Is a vet, and he is working at the post office now. And mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, pretty sweet. that's cool. Yeah, I, I should go fly at my post office and get rid of this construction gig that I've been doing. I so, mean, if you go to federal you, prison, does that mean that half your sentence gets cut in half? If you go for twelve boom. years, you only got to spend six. <laughs> I have served served six before, bro. <laughs> That's legit right there. I wonder if you could squeeze a deal with the warden. I'm served. I'm served. Boom, I'm boom. Served like, I served this country. You don't know yeah. me. You don't know me, bruh. Come on with it. I'm trying to catch these hands. What's you up? don't want that smoke? Yeah, you don't want that smoke? What do I look like? A bait pen? Oh. You ain't trying to get none. You want beef? Get in the kitchen and cook it. Yeah, you want beef? Come on, let's go eat it. Uh. Uh, I like tacos. I love tacos. Ice cream too, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So when I was when I was in training and stuff, it was, it was under the Obama administration. I'm not gonna go into politics too much because I don't do the politics thing. It's shitty. But it was during the Obama administration. Um, you know, his wife. Michelle, or Michelle. I was going to say, I think you pronounced that wrong. Her name is Michelle. Uh, She was in charge of making food healthy for the United States kids. And little do people know that affected service members. So, you know, when I first got in training um, and some of these some of these sports that we went to, you know, there used to be soft drinks. There used to be hot dogs, hamburgers, whatever type of food you wanted. And then as soon as Michelle Obama made this, you know, health care food service act where it took all the vending machines out of schools and made all the fat kids start eating like tofu and shit. Uh, yeah, that applied to us military people, too. So oh. I had like... I had like baked chicken with zero fat, just fucking dry, shitty chicken. Um, like that's what you eat now on keto, isn't it? Well, <laughs> now it, now it's a choice. But when I was in, in the service, you know, when I was serving the people of the United States by being in the army and getting this food, he you wanted know, that American wiener, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It, was, it was one of those things where it's like, once it hits the lips, you just can't stop. <laughs> they had to put a little chili on it, too, didn't you? Yeah. A little chili yeah. dog. You know how he <laughs> feels about sprinkles. Oh, yeah, get the sprinkles. Get the sprinkles. Sprinkles, <laughs> sprinkles make me tinkle, baby. Hey. <laughs> when in doubt, sprinkle it out. Yeah, when in doubt, sprinkle out, son. You know all about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. pretty legit though. Um, but overall, you know, military service is you know 
it's detrimental for our society. Um, whether it be, you know, selfless service of you joining for joining for family traditions, um, self growth, you know, college experiences. You know, I really do think it should be mandatory for for individuals 18 years old and older. You know, at least experience it. I mean, it gives you a different sense of pride of being an American. Um, you learn a lot, you know, a lot about history. I mean, there's so much history that's rich within the military. You learn about, you know, Revolutionary War. You know, all shit that you take for granted in school, you know, they drill it right back into you, you know. We learned a majority of our, you know, because back in the day, fighting fighting the Redcoats, you know, we fought, you know, we used to fight stand-up, you know, in lines, right? We used to we used to fight in, in these lines and march forward, shoot, duck down, march forward, shoot, duck down. Oh, and came to when it came to uh, Revolutionary War, we had guerrilla warfare. We had militias. We had people hiding in the trees doing shit that, you know, these worldwide um, armies basically had never seen before. So from that, you know, George Washington, uh, being the general of of uh, you know the bluecoats, you know us Americans. Um, he changed the way everything, you know, everything was. You know, he taught us how to march. You know, a lot, a lot of our DNC comes from, you know, it's still standard from the 1700s, which is kind of strange. You don't ever learn about that. But, you know, marching and all that stuff, it comes from them. They were the ones that taught us. So it's passed down through generation to generation, you know, it's a it's a handbook, basically. It's crazy. Well, we're reaching the hour mark here. We appreciate you guys coming on and I mean telling me more about all this because you know I don't know I just see it on TV and movies and here a little bit here and there. And, uh, we got Red Fridays, you know, uh, bringing awareness there. Um, wearing red every Friday until our troops come home. Beans. Beans, I got to talk to you after this. Cause You're staking up the room. You're staking up the room. Sorry. But What's going on? He's frozen. So, uh, Nikki, you still have, you, uh, the babes still have the uh, uh Abuse awareness thing going on? Domestic violence awareness. Yes, sir, we do. We're collecting items to help with uh, domestic abuse survivors, and we're also collecting money. We've got a GoFundMe going on. So if anybody wants to help and contribute, oh, the armbands, too. Yeah. We're selling those as well. So if anybody wants to contribute to that. And also, if you guys have any awesome girlfriends that you know want to join the babes, we always welcome hot babes, whether they like beards or not, but we, we prefer the beard-loving types. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta give me one of those. Um, <laughs> a bearded man, a, a, beard? a bearded dude, <laughs> a woman that likes a bearded man. Beard. Oh, <laughs> let's, let's clarify that. Yeah, blubbers. They're called blubbers. We're we're technically called pagonophiles. Okay, I had to be so getting all sciencey with it. The later, pagonophiles, pagonophiles. That's like one word that I cannot. I, I know that's big words for you, army fellows, but yes. Yeah, oh. I, I, just, I just grow the beard. I don't need to worry <laughs> about all the science in it. Well, this is a freedom beard. This is what you grow after the military. It's called a freedom beard. You, you. Okay. Successfully, you successfully completed your contract with the United States. You no longer are in their services. So grow the beard and say, "See you later, motherfuckers." <laughs> See you later, bye. That's it. Yeah. Thank you for teaching me to shoot and aim. And how not uh, to eat food fast. Oh, wait. They made me eat food fast. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, 
Yes, guys, thank you. We appreciate you. Everybody who tuned in and watched and is going to listen and everything, we appreciate you. We're on Twitch now. Um, I don't know yeah. how that works, but we're on Twitch. To watch. How the hell did we do that? I don't know. I don't even know. The only thing I did is said I was going to. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. Much love. We'll catch you next time. Have a good much night. Much love, guys. Have a good night.